Oh, I, I, I think I remember. Told me you had a great time. Said you'd call me the next day. Well, I'm sure I meant to call. I probably just lost your <laughs> You were never going to call me! You thought you could waltz for the rest of your life and never bump into me again, but you were wrong, Jerry. You were wrong. <laughs> what do you think? I'm no, some sort of poor, pathetic wretch? I didn't think some that. Some person who could I be didn't... dismissed and no. ignored? Some insignificant piece of dust? Some person who doesn't deserve your respect and your attention? Well, you're the one that doesn't deserve my respect and my attention! You're the insignificant piece of dust! <laughs> no, you know what? You know what? No, it'll probably be... It'll be It'll be the uh, the freak out. It'll be the, the lady who does freak out. Because that's just such a... That's such a great... That's such a great twist. Like pulls the rug out so cool so after after that little bit of a, a spoiler that's uh that's it and welcome i'm uh, i'm alex i'm cj and this is the show a seinfeld podcast and we, we we changed it up a little bit last week but it's still a seinfeld podcast so we didn't actually well, we change. were in the same place last week bro yeah we, we're not we we're back to our normal command centers you know, we uh, th there was a brief instance and instance instant yeah yeah instant brief instance it's a brief instance yeah brief instance in time where uh, we were together. It'd be so much easier if there wasn't a global pandemic, but ah, well, you know, we are we are a a socially distant, conscious podcast. How about that? Yeah, and uh, today this socially distant podcast is talking about the baby shower. Not not a very social distant event. No, this is an event that, you know, in just a short amount of time this year just went to being something you just don't do anymore. So, uh, uh, good episode, though. It's Which, uh, which, which, I mean, is that a bad thing? I mean... Well, I guess that's getting out of the house for a second. Yeah, it just, I mean, it depends. It depends on who's throwing the baby shower and who the baby shower is for. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, you were thinking of the in-world universe. I was thinking. I was thinking in real life. I'm sorry. We were on two different wavelengths. <laughs> all I'm saying is that for these chicks, especially that are, Elaine's going through all this trouble to get this baby shower for, I wouldn't be having it for these homegirls. Yeah, it definitely strikes me as an odd thing for Elaine to be doing in this episode, but um, you know, we'll get there. Uh. Again, this episode, if you're watching it on, like, Hulu, this episode comes Way down later the list. in the season. And on the DVDs, it's the, the fourth episode. It's like, okay, what's going on here? And something we had talked about in the last episode of, of ideas and storylines converging together, this episode was purposefully written so everybody has a storyline that intersected here yeah, this one, at the baby shower. This one, they definitely almost make it a little bit more obvious that that's what we're going for. But mm -hmm. they pulled it off in such a way that was still amazing. I, I, I was thinking about this episode, and it's it's... It's not what you would call like a bottle episode, but it like it's a very serialized episode of television. Like... Everything just seems so natural about, like, yeah, like, I want to see, like, the hijinks these characters are going to get into uh, this week. And it's, after such just a short period of time, we're only on, like, the eighth or, we haven't even hit double digits, I think, on the episode total, have uh, we? Uh, no. We, we're at, like, episode yeah, yeah. nine? We're, we're either at nine or we're, like, at ten, but I think this is nine, because the first season is only five episodes. Yeah. 
Right. Shortest order in television history. Uh, so we're not even at double-digit episodes, and, and we're already in sort of like this serialized each episode is its own little um, bit. And there's some good quotes in the notes about nothing and the uh, episode insight. And um, I'm actually saving the Larry Charles uh, commentary for this episode that uh, he does. I'm actually saving that because I've got an idea, an idea we, we, we could do for that. Because this was the first episode that he wrote, and he's notorious for killing characters yeah, in sitcoms. He... He definitely uh, wanted something a little interesting for this episode. Yeah, so just a just a couple fun little notes. I've mentioned this show before on ABC, their little SNL ripoff Fridays. Uh, that's actually where this uh, writer, uh, Larry Charles, met Larry David and Michael Richards for the first time. It's one of the first writing gigs he, he had after being a stand-up comic in the 70s. And just I found that funny, this little show that I'd never heard of, like, brought a bunch of Seinfeld like people together because that's where they all like sort of met and were introduced and you know it maybe if it wasn't for this like shitty little SNL ripoff that these characters these people don't know each other and they're not brought into these situations like certain spinoff show or certain not 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 spinoff shows certain um sketch comedy shows really take off because like you know SNL took off uh in living color took off i wonder what held fridays back uh probably because they were trying to be an snl ripoff mad tv like i don't think like when you uh but like mad tv was just like the obnoxious little brother it was like everything that like people complained about snl being in the early 90s when it was you know like the the frat style you know the right adam sandler david everything like that personified yeah. so without that abc series maybe larry charles uh who looks like somebody who is so funny on the uh on the inside look he definitely looks like somebody who would follow like grateful dead around oh my gosh <laughs> uh yeah just like this that old 70s like hair and beard just like you know just t-shirt like i'm pretty sure he was wearing a band t-shirt it was it was very it was very funny but uh this is the first episode that was written by him and uh I definitely noticed uh, our boy in the Tom Sharonis in the opening credits got uh, an EP or a supervising producer title. I don't think I'd seen that uh, for him on there yet. He'd also directed this. I'm episode. sorry. Uh, uh, who? Do 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 do. Tom Sharonis. Yeah, that guy. So uh, one last thing. So cast read for this episode. November 14th, 1990, filmed a week later on the 20th, uh, aired May 16th, 1991. We talked about this being like one of those out of order episodes. So because it aired uh, so much later, did a 12.4 rating and a 21 share, uh, which uh, I won't lie. I don't have my other ratings notes in front of me, so I don't know how that fared. But I believe it was uh, a little bit better. I think they were getting... Uh, like 18 and 19 shares. I told you, like the like the ratings today. It's so funny how they would freak out about ratings back then when, like, they have no idea how good they had it. Well, yeah, I mean, it, what I mean, there there wasn't even 50 channels on cable TV yet. Was oh yeah, I guess cable TV was was a thing. Hence, 
Hence this episode. In the 90s. 90, yeah. 91. 91. But, yeah. you know. 74 games on cable, bro. 56. I'm giving you, I'm giving you sports entertainment. Nudity. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just jump right in. Uh, Jerry's got, like, just this weird, weird earth-toned uh, suit on. But, hey, works for him. You know he comes back to this joke, too, right? He actually gets booed to this um, joke. I, I didn't know that until I, I did read that little tidbit upon, upon my research. And then when I read it, I was like, kind of remember that. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, she like like he he she's supposed to like she's got the really obnoxious laugh and 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 she boos him. It's pretty funny. Um, but now like this was obviously like you didn't you don't have to really channel surf now because like you do that you guide surf um, you don't really channel surf you guide I was surf. I say like like I still have the problem when I'm scrolling through Netflix of going what do I want to watch? Now you category surf. <laughs> And, you know, even so I still I, might click on, like, one or two things and watch, like, two to four minutes of it before I'm like, you know, I'm going to go see if something else is on real fast. Like, I, 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 I don't know if it's just growing up in this channel surfing time, um, but I, I still kind of have a little bit of channel surfer in me. Yeah. I, I will, uh, I will... Uh, what's it called? I will uh, stream hop. Like I'll go from like anything on Netflix pop out at me now. What about Hulu? Anything pop out at me on oh, Hulu? Yeah. Now. All right, let's go Disney Plus. Anything pops out at me Disney Plus? Now, all right, back to back to cable. Anything on cable popping me? No, all right, back to Netflix. All right, the office it is. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> what, what a what a terrible world we live in. I know, no reason absolutely uh, to complain. Uh, did you? Uh, did, I really like that this episode started with uh, all, three, all three. I did too. Two. I did too, and we're in my and and we're in my side booth, which I like. Dude, this this whole scene comes with like a look at the diner we we don't get hardly I don't think ever again. This might be a once in a this might be a one off shot when uh, Julia pops over and she's all up in Jerry's grill about the uh, baby shower. We get a look at the what's on the other side of the booth. Uh, I found that I found that really, really interesting. If you're into silly little was, you know production stuff like too, that, like what's on the other too side. Too focused of the booth. in on your on your guy Norman. Ah, you caught him. You did catch him. You did catch I him. I did actually catch him this time. Yeah. I did actually catch him this time. Mister Mister Blue Shirt at the end of the bar. You know he's he's. I felt like in this one he was looking for the camera because you notice he he kind of subtly like leans back. He's like, oh, I know they're they're like they're, they're all in frame, so I'm just gonna lean back and, yeah. So uh, good, good, good. I've got you looking out for him. That's that's awesome. Uh, Leslie in this scene also uh, cops to be in George's uh, third girlfriend. Is it number Still three? yet to actually, it is number three. Still yet to actually have anybody on screen with him. So, uh, poor, poor George. He'll get there one day. Uh, she's she's listed as the performance artist. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's perfect. I I have I have one interesting note. Did you happen to notice Jerry's button? <laughs> no, on, I didn't on his purple no, shirt. I, I, I didn't. Is 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 this going to call back to the pilot? Yes, I think it's a direct callback to the pilot because it's purple. It looks exactly like the shirt George is wearing in the pilot. It's and it's in that awkward no man's land, and 
the thing is, Jerry looks like he's got it up so high that if he were to button the collar, like, it would be at his chin almost. You know what I mean? Because he's got it hiked up so high. Yeah. I just, yeah, the purple, and it's just, it's just, like, so in frame. And how many, how many pop culture references did we get in this, in this scene alone? We got, we got multiple Kennedy references. Oh my gosh, every Kennedy reference. Uh, including a Maria Shriver. Uh, did you, did you happen to know or look up who Khomeini might be? Uh, no. We might get a dog bark here in a second. Um, if we do, I'll mark it. Uh, I didn't end up looking up what it was, but I didn't know that to go look it up. I just didn't go to it, but it is written down here. It's, uh, yeah, it's, he was the Ayatollah of, of, no, of Iran, elected in, like, 1979, so it's, like, just another, uh, that's the second Iran, like, reference Jerry makes in, like, the early 90s during, like, you know, this is, like, probably, like, kind of, like, post- post iran contra pre-desert uh yeah it was yeah during desert storm because the uh their uh season two premiere was was preempted by it i just found that interesting because he made the reference in the uh in the mail on bonding about uh being invited to by the ayatollah to do a show the shah of iran yeah it's very interesting uh rosemary's baby and then hair uh just yeah, all kinds of just uh which was the notes about nothing were, were very specific about that there was male and female nudity I, uh, in the stage play and it was very controversial at the time we uh i we uh we uh <laughs> i liked both jld and jason here uh george fucking kills i i was kind of talking to you we were doing the show before the show mm-hmm no, I, I was saying he, he's very just like one one minded. You know, he he's got one objective this whole episode, and he is full guns blazing towards it from beginning to end. Um, and I I love that he establishes that focus here. When 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 Elaine moves from one side of the to the other, I don't know if it was planned that way. If it was, I don't know. She made it look so natural. It was great. I loved. Uh, sorry to interrupt yeah, no, you, but ahead. the way when George returns, he just naturally slides into the yeah, other yeah, side yeah, of yeah. it. I've... Like doesn't even like, d- doesn't draw attention. Just like slides right in, pays his bill, comes back for a dollar, <laughs> and then leaves. <laughs> uh, but to your point, like laugh out loud moment was the whole the whole stop, look at it. I'm gonna grab one more. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one back. My 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 big laugh out loud of this scene, and it just it sounds so gr- it sounds like it should be a really gross thing, but Is like it? when Jerry, but it's not. It's just it, but when Jerry says fetal girth, oh yeah, that to me is just like the funniest thing. Like uh, sometimes these pregnant women they misjudge their fetal girth, <laughs> and they're just like any mimes like swinging a uh, uh, a belly it's just that one, it's so dumb and it's so ignorant it's just but it's so funny the way he delivers it that one looked uh, me i think jld laugh a little bit too that one did she she this she does catch herself i'm, I'm glad you caught that cuz i caught that too she starts to break and then she allows herself just enough leeway cuz he 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 jerry the comedian on the show cracks a joke that 
uh, Elaine, his friend, is allowed to laugh at. You know what yeah. I mean? She allows herself a little bit of leeway to laugh, but doesn't doesn't completely break. I, Which I think there's something to be said in that, where you were laughing just enough. I like uh, her uh, to to not ruin the scene. I like her uh, Epstein Barr disease with a twist of lime. With a twist of lime. That's a good joke. Yeah, c- there was something in the notes about nothing like it's. Those two have very similar symptoms, so they often are. They often will get mixed up. So for her to say like, "Oh, I thought he had this," well, they could have thought it was that, but it's actually this. Uh, so there's a little bit of medical like truth in that in that little joke uh, that she drops there. Uh, courtesy notes of nothing, notes about nothing. What is the next scene? Uh, to his apartment. Oh yeah, Kramer. Uh, Kramer trying there. to get him and convince him to get the illegal cable because yes. he has the guy yes. in the other room right now. Um, you ever been in this position with the with the rabbit ears? Um, moving them, yes. I never had to put foil on my rabbit ears like like he had on the on the tips of his. Mm-hmm. I've definitely done the moving and the maneuvering and holding one. It's and, just. Um, I never tried the cable trick he was trying uh, while having. Oh, with the power, trick. with the with the extension cord. Yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to get that one, but uh, I do love the '90s black cable box. Like that was always this like yeah. mythical item, this mythical subject to me, and mm-hmm. uh, sub object, and I really wanted it, <laughs> and because I mean who. Who wouldn't love, you know, uh, sports, entertainment, and nudity? 56 channels, movies, sports, nudity. Free for life. <laughs> it's 90s, baby. It's hammer time. I like that what Jerry's kicker is, is the Mets. Right. That's absolutely, yeah, that was a huge thing. Like, I, there's nothing more guy about that then and i think that that's that holds true to anybody like it's the reason it's the reason i wanted direct tv for so long so i could get the sunday ticket so i could watch my packers so you could watch your packers but see in today's world he would just get the mlb package the mlb app and pay to watch the mets yeah jerry would because because he doesn't want to end up like a little cable boy <laughs> Jerry's gonna be a little, little cable boy. Uh, so right before we get to the little cable boy uh, scene, uh, they actually do make a Hammer Time reference, but instead of it being like a hokey, like you know, kind of a joke, like this apparently was like peak Hammer Time. <laughs> like they were making a very topical, and like this person was actually really yeah. cool. It was, it was, it was like uh, this is this is the voice of the '90s now. This is the attitude. It's hammer time. Yeah, and I love it. And then uh, I pro I, I promise this is actually the last thing. So I, I I've got it paused at seven minutes and fifty nine seconds. And you can see into Kramer's Dude, apartment. Dude, I, I have it written down. Get a look into Kramer's apartment. Yep. It's There's a mess. It's a bowling bag. It's a freaking it's mess. It's a bunch of furniture. I see a bowling ball bag and a bunch of furniture. That's all I got. <laughs> but I love that we get a look, this little look into it, where 
Like, it seems like, obviously, the door open was on purpose there, so we get this look. Yeah, it, uh, it, and it there's a sense of realism to it. And there's another uh, change coming. I, I think you probably caught it, too, given given how on the ball you are today with your with, uh, with your. Uh, oh, no, you say team. that, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, maybe I missed it. But, yeah, that, that look into Kramer's apartment really got me. Uh, and then, yeah, so I'd mentioned larry charles and in the notes about nothing it talked about like a little bit of like where he where he came from and what he brought uh what he uh had to say about his time on seinfeld and they just were kind of winging it that was his deal was they just didn't really have a plan and they would just go week in and week out and they didn't have like a show bible with storylines or rules for their characters and just I like that sort of knowing that going into these you know episodes because it's like they really were just like cool what can we do this week there wasn't really any roadmap that they were taking to get where they wanted to go. Uh, wh- where did he state that he wanted to do a uh, uh, Tarantino like death style <laughs> shootout? He legit quote like he he actually drops the Tarantino uh, in his inside look. He drops like the Tarantino like yeah. He just that's what he said. He's probably killed more people in his own words. He's probably killed more people on a sitcom than any other comedy writer. Cause that's just what he likes to do. And doing it in the '90s like you're killing your early '90s. You're killing the main character. Um. On you know on screen and it was just like I love and. Man, this shit was so funny because I took it as like an obvious like stab at white people constantly mispronouncing black people's names where this black cop keeps mispronouncing Jerry's name. Like just like how, you know, like white people just mispronounce like ethnic names or like names they don't understand. And he, he corrects him once and the cop's just like, no, you're Jerry Steinfeld. <laughs> And that, I don't know why that made me laugh. I just probably looked. I just probably uh, thought too much about it. But uh, that that did crack me up uh, to start the scene. But yeah, he was going for a, a, a Quentin Tarantino, you know, style bit, and and he got that. More I was uh, with the like more like we also said kind of before the uh, the show before the show. Um, if we had a conversation a couple couple shows ago ourselves about whether or not we had already had our first Kennedy reference or not, and uh, if we didn't before, we have a lot of them in this episode. Already kind of glossing over some mm-hmm. with the, the opening scene and what have you, but even here, the we're just patsies. We're we're just patsies. That's that's Lee Harvey Oswald. That's an, that's an, that's another Kennedy reference. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I didn't see the notes. Didn't the notes didn't give me that? Interesting. Yeah, because we have had. I know we've had at least one because we had the Oswald reference. Gotta think Oswald took at least forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, Jerry does a. Th- I think Jerry does a pretty good death. Death in in that Better scene. Like it's 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 meant to be a little hokey. It's meant to be a little hokey. But when he's slumped over in in, in Kramer's arms, that that definitely. I was like, okay, that's funny. Okay, that's boy. funny. The with the squib, the squib blown out on his jacket. 
Uh, I'm sure that was a fun scene just to shoot in general because it's just such a weird thing. Like they they just they're just going you know all out in these episodes. Uh, you know, early on. Uh, you know, at least at least when it was written and filmed. Uh, this I guess aired towards later in the in the season. So I guess this would have been pretty climactic to to see and oh no it's actually just a dream sequence jerry's uh i could you imagine they come out of a uh, commercial and jerry comes back with the cable and everything like that and people what are like what the hell did they just kill their uh, main nope nope he's uh he's on a plane freaking out uh quite nervous about you wouldn't i, I wouldn't pick jerry for such a nervous flyer uh maybe given the circumstances yeah, I mean, a little blizzard. They said they're turning around. I mean, it's like okay, like he kind of gets a gets a little. Are they gonna go over the emergency instructions? Hi, I'm Bill. Uh, again. You might be the last person I talk to. <laughs> I might be the last person you ever see. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna tell you this because the notes about nothing uh, felt the need to tell me tell me this. Uh, that airplane passenger played the speaker of the house in Legally Blonde too. <laughs> yeah, so moving <laughs> moving along. Uh yeah, like I just I don't know why they felt they need to tell me that. But I, I did I did pop for my name is Bill and I might be the last yeah, person. Yeah, that, that was that really was... fucking funny. <laughs> uh but that's just a quick little yeah, a quick little bit. Uh Jerry comes back with a stand up about uh, a rational fear of flying, which I think it's fair. It's cuz yeah. we can't. Yeah, we can't and fly. It really so is like the sensation. I've of done it, is it weird. a bajillion times. I, I say a bajillion. I've I have flown a lot, and even then, I really don't mind the act of flying. But there is something that when I'm up there, and there's something that doesn't seem right, I, you do almost go in more of a panic mode rather than when you're, you know, in in your car. Yeah. Like, the car seems a little unnatural, but, like, you feel like yeah. you're in control. You're at least you're in control the of the circumstances, like, the environment. And, again, with, like, an airplane, like, I think the reason they give you that little window is so, like, you can look out or you have the opportunity to look out and see, like, okay, just kind of sort of like that I'm just checking oh, in yeah, on it's, things it's, type it's deal. for the claustrophobes. Yeah. So, but like it's your it's it's an unnatural thing to be flying, and it's out of my hands. This feels weird. This feels wrong. Like how Jerry does with the fish. This feels yeah. wrong. Yeah. And you know, I like the stand-up <laughs> joke. It kind of gets the point across real fast. Uh, last thing is, it's 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 a real it's a, fast joke. He gets it in and out. The beat of it, yes, I love the beat of it. It was like this is what you want from that. Like here's where we're, here's our bridge. Here's our crossing over. Yeah. Uh, to the next, to the next bit, we're on to the to the poor man's process again of uh, you know two dudes in a car at night. I guess when Jerry just needs a a uh, a lift from the airport, he he just calls George because we see this as a reoccurring theme. Uh, but but well but, to your point to your earlier point about George's singular but, mission. I was gonna say exactly. Uh, this kind of follows a different fold because George actually uh, makes the suggestion of maybe he should come pick Jerry up from the airport. Yeah, the ulterior motive. The airport run specifically is noted in a later uh, later episode, uh, great episode. It's 
one of the two key favors that are part of a male friendship, the airport run and helping a buddy move. Yeah. Those are like pillars of male friendship that like you're just kind of forced into doing. Don't but try and to suggest can... it. To suggest the airport run. That that's that takes some, something. Some may presume there might be some ulterior motives. And at first, uh, you know, it didn't seem, seem like there weren't any. It seemed like George was just doing a good old thing. But you gotta get up pretty early <laughs> in the morning. That sounds like a Larry David written line, like in the sense of like, I can see Larry David saying that and trying to, Jerry, this yeah, is how you need see... to say it. You gotta get up pretty early in the I morning. Can see the, exact, the exact same thing being said the exact same way on curb. Right, right. Uh, you were you were talking about uh george's performance in in this episode and him just really being on and i really you know i gush over julia every episode but last episode specifically she had like her her i'm a maniac scene and then the uh the quiet monologue at the end and this scene has ends on a great george you know uh monologue uh, sort of deal where he just goes off and it is truly like a, a just a joy to watch and that's i found my found myself annoying my wife who was trying to work at home uh by giggling throughout this whole thing it was so funny I just... he, almost like he brings you along with like yeah i am thinking about what i'm gonna say to her but it's just this long string and the way he paces it out it's like okay maybe he's done no he's just thinking we're still going and it, it, it just really <laughs> right, takes right. you through him thinking about what he's gonna say or do, and it's 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 great. I I I love it. Every time he wants to go off on a tangent. Yeah. So they cut they cut uh they end that scene. George George just like you said like his his cadence his pace. I I he's in that tiny little space. He still finds a way to be a little physical in the way that he shakes like his fists in his body. It was just uh it was just really really funny. Uh. And then we cut to the baby shower uh, in progress and a very pregnant woman complaining, uh, casually uh, complaining, complimenting herself uh, in Jerry's apartment, so, which is very averagely decorated for a baby shower. Very averagely decorated. But I don't know how baby shower – I just don't know how baby showers were decorated in the 90s, but it still just looks like Jerry's apartment with balloons and a couple pink pillows. <laughs> That I know he didn't have before this episode. And Elaine seems to just hang out with just bitches. Well, and this is a very is, is there's Elaine, there's a few things in think, this scene I think this for is Elaine sure. Trying, trying to break out, trying to go. Okay, I need to socialize with more people, but people just aren't. Like I think this is a big thing of just saying, you know, like fuck other people. Your friends are what matters, but fuck yeah. other people. Yeah, this is definitely this is definitely not the Elaine that George and Jerry know. Oh, isn't if that Elaine makes any trying sense. Way like, too hard. She's trying way too hard. Like between Jer- Jerry and George, she can be herself and be like, "Eh, the Kennedys are no big deal." That is until she, you know, specifically meets one. Uh, yeah, I like but, how she even says, you know, she she, she wants met, or she wants all. Uh, 
great foreshadowing. Great foreshadowing at the end, uh, whether they meant to or not. But yeah, her gushing over the Kennedys while you know bashing them a little—not bashing them, but kind of ragging on them with her with her other friends. Yeah. Uh, and then Leslie at the end of the episode tells Elaine that she hasn't changed since college, which I would say this, I would say that's not true. She has changed because she's different around Jerry and George and Kramer. And that's who she really is. She just reverts to the shittier version of herself around these people because they're just not like, you know what I mean? They're yeah. like not the influence. It's that like, it's kind of like the they bring this expect, out of her. Yeah. Yeah, they don't expect, you know, the Elaine to rag on the Kennedys and be like, whatever. Uh, and, you know, do take part in a, these These women would never take part in a contest, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, they would never be queen of their castle. Uh, so, she's just, yeah, she's just, this is not the Elaine Bennis that's friends with Jerry and George, but... We, uh, uh, we had the first giddy-up in this scene. Uh, when, when... Elaine, uh, when she, Elaine stupidly allows him to install the cable yeah. as long as they just stay over there and stay quiet, he that's a giddy up. I missed the giddy up. I was too busy writing down entrance number 17. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I, maybe I just said it in my head when he did the, the finger motion, but I could have swore that was a giddy up. Oh, you know what? He, uh, he, t- he does say giddy up, but he doesn't say it to Elaine. He says it to, to the, Antonio. To the, yes. To the cable guy. He does say giddy up. That count. Yes. That does. That to me that counts as a giddy up. That counts as a giddy up. He, he, he does the finger motion. Yeah. He does the two pointy fingers. Yeah. Uh, we are at the end of the car ride scene, but um, that's actually George's. George's. I jumped. I jumped ahead a little bit when uh, when we were talking about George's oh, acting and everything. His. Yeah, we're back. There's one sort shot back in the car without, where he actually is going off. Without financial restitution. Without financial restitution. You may be beautiful and rich and physically just unbelievable, but you sicken me. <laughs> <laughs> she just. Uh, that's a, it's a. Uh, and Jerry just like, yeah, I don't see you doing that. And like I said, like just a quick little monologue, and then they cut back to uh, back to the apartment, and Cable Guy's eating all his food, and Kramer's talking about eating the rinds of fruit like a weirdo. <laughs> you ever eat the bark off of a pineapple? It, it's she seems generally interested in him though. Like it's definitely she does. Work she, working for she, him. she she is leaned up against that thing. She is she is into it. The uh, mm-hmm. the uh, Kavorka is definitely in full effect. Oh yeah. I thought, see, this is where we start to have, like, this is the scene where, like, everybody starts coming in. This is where you kind of had that, like, that train track of everybody leading to here. Yep, this is, this is, everybody has their individual threads in this episode, and this is where they all converge. And, and, uh, it, it's just great. Like, I love, like, everything just jumps into high gear. Like, there was a lot of buildup and then everything coming together in this scene. And then just like, when you think... Kramer just breaks up a fight right as Jerry walks in. And, uh, go ahead. I was saying, then just when you think George is going to go up and start talking to to Leslie, that chick comes in and starts t- telling Jerry oh, the dude. business about, you know, calling her. Pretty much, minus the chocolate Mary cake. Very contrary. Not, not, or minus all the chocolate cake stuff or the chocolate syrup stuff. Pretty much everything George was saying he was going to say to 
Leslie, this chick is just ringing into Jerry Four. Oh yeah, it was almost like I didn't go back and like reread it, but it sounded almost identical to like the monologue that that George gave, like in the sense of like how everything was laid out. You're the insignificant speck of dust. <laughs> uh, that that chick is uh, a longtime soap actress, so she really was able to bring what she knows from that daytime drama world in, into that scene. And what I love about uh, that, right? Is too, so she's so like before. Before that happened, like, Elaine's just having this frantic time, and she's all kind of, like, upset, and this, that, and the other. And then this chick just comes and kills Jerry, just roasts him. And then it cuts back to Elaine for a quick second, and she's happy. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, at least somebody else is having a bad time as I am. Like, 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 that, like, that, like, like that made it all worth it for us. Like, all right, <laughs> we're all going to be okay here. I did love that Elaine immediately knew that the red collar he had pointed out specifically that he wears that collar because it's still good and she saw george in the red collar under the sweater and was like don't even think (laughs) about it bro i know exactly what the fuck you're about right now i listened to you bitch about it all morning and now you're here so uh just immediately with that uh definitely cracked me up uh um so there is a to, – to, to go back to uh, Mary Contrary real quick, the, the the screamer. So she actually got listed as a Jerry uh, girlfriend. So even though they went out on one date, she does uh, she does end up as Jerry girlfriend number four. Okay, I was about to say, say – or ask if she was number three as well, but number four. Number four. Um, and right after she, she lays into Jerry, she runs into the hallway uh, next to the bathroom and walks into a room and retrieves her coat. Did Jerry move into his one-bedroom apartment oh finally? Oh, my God. Dude, I didn't even you, – you said I had been very astute uh, this episode, and I totally, totally missed the one-bedroom apartment feel to this. Yeah. Right, she comes around the corner, pushes a pregnant woman, which, what kind of fucking piece of shit pushes a pregnant woman? Like, I don't care if she is in the way. Like, you don't push a pregnant woman. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) That was my biggest what the fuck of the episode. Not even discovering Jerry now lives in a one-bedroom, but, like, she just shoves a pregnant woman out of her way. Like... I don't care that you just told him off and, and you're high on adrenaline. You don't push a pregnant woman, regardless if the pregnant woman's a bitch or not. Sorry, I got me kind of triggered there for a second. Um, then poor George. So, yeah. George Bond goes out yeah. to like, deliver the heat, and then she can barely fucking remember him. And it just kind of... Oh, it, yeah, it really, that was classic. Just Her just takes, complete dismissal of him. Takes all the air out. He's like... I love when he's like... Uh, uh, he's like, uh, I came to one of your performances. You actually, uh, you, uh, used me in one of your acts. He, she's just like, yeah, cool. <laughs> just making, could not Making a, a meal for us. God. You used me in one of your acts. Yeah. She's making dinner for God. <laughs> Uh, so after that, Jerry decides he doesn't want the cable, uh, doesn't feel like forking over $400, $400. and Kramer goes through, Kramer goes through a series of really funny faces, trying not to, um, you know, 
take responsibility for that. And everybody bails on the party because, you know, it just was not a good baby shower that, you know, was apparently uh, catered by Sears, who at the time of the DVD release uh, employed 250,000 people at over 900 locations. And I'm going to go ahead and say uh, doubt that that currently is the uh, <laughs> probably a far lot less yeah even so uh, even pre-pandemic right 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 like i just i i, I got those numbers and i i just Sears i just wrote experiencing doubt. Uh, uh, their own pandemic well, well financial ruin <laughs> So, uh, George helps with the wedding gifts as Jerry gets his TV After smashed getting chocolate cake dumped on him, too. Because he's just, uh... Because every woman in the world has control over his life. And... They're like... Elaine's all sad. She hasn't met a Kennedy he's in. he's a thousand yeah. playing Japanese. That's exactly it. Uh, Elaine wishes to meet john jr one day and uh jimmy cricket hears that wish and jerry laments over some public humiliation in front of some women he probably has no care what they think of him i love that kramer tries to come back in and get him to go back and uh he's got the cable on cable and they're they're all just like i just i just don't want to deal with shit right now Kramer entrance number eighteen, by the way. So he sneaks. Then, he sneaks. He pulls. He pulls a sneaky there at the end. He's he he, he appears just out of nowhere twice, and then he actually has two entrances. So we got seventeen and eighteen then in this episode. Seventeen and eighteen. Yeah, we're caught back up after not having any numbers. But uh, yeah, that just I I, I love the way that episode ended. Had a nice little button on it. Uh, Jerry's got his 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 take care now bit. Uh, take off that's what you really mean uh which is i think that's kind of funny like at the whole the whole like party winds down sort of aspect there's always you know a few drunk people who don't quite understand that it's go the fuck home o'clock yeah uh, but it's having been that guy a couple times i can definitely sympathize with that person so you know i think the only thing to politely do is say hey can you take off now <laughs> take off now <laughs> it is funny how he he does find himself in that situation though again later on by oh, being the last people to leave yeah, the party. Like, uh, an, ep, uh, an, an episode that should air in season two, but doesn't air until season three, which we will actually watch in season two now. <laughs> um, but you're right, exactly. They, they, they Jerry's jokes uh, just find their way, or at least stand-up finds his way in, into his, uh, into his uh, sitcom life. I won't say his real life, his sitcom life, his sitcom real life. Um, but yeah, man, like I just found myself just giggling and laughing, uh, and just thoroughly enjoying this episode. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually interested to hear, uh, uh, what your, like, final overall take is on it. Like, like how much you enjoyed it. Just because I have one I mean, last little, one last little bit of nugget information that I found kind of surprising, too. I, uh, I mean, I'd solidly give this, like, a four, man, just easy. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm like, actually right there with you. I, I, this is an easy four. Four out of five cuppas. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's really good. It's hot and steaming. Um, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy it the whole way through. It's funny, though, 
it's it knocks it man it knocks all the categories you've got good relevant stand-up bits all the characters together kramer still hasn't come to the diner yet but just him him being very involved in the elaine storyline with the baby shower i think was important to establish those characters links the uh, uh for future uh future bonding and, uh character development but just everything coming together but again so serialized and like this was the first time all these storylines came together and it didn't feel like it yeah uh, i i concur on all those what I find so, funny... What's your nugget? ...is that we both feel this way, and we think this is a great episode, and four out of five uh, cuppers. And uh, this this episode was third on the New York Daily's Not-So-Top-Episode series. What? I know. I, was, I, I, I probably should have went and found what other episodes were on that list, but I didn't. Um, I didn't find it funny that, that this was on a list, though, saying that this... No, isn't a top episode, and I I think we, it's safe to say, that we both wholeheartedly disagree. Disagree. I gotta to be fair. Opinions and all that. When when you do rankings of something, especially something of Seinfeld that's got you know, what 186, 187 episodes, depending on how you break some of the clip shows down, and uh, hour longs, you just something has to be at the bottom right like regardless of how great every other episode is there's going to be something ranked last so sure but i, I mean, mean for see why for you know i could us, i mean we have episodes in the first yeah but we are also we also we didn't even rank yeah. four covers i think i i think i had mail on bonding up there i think i really just love mail on bonding it's just such a great episode i can tell you when we do get, i don't know when i we could do see... get to like the stranded it won't be anywhere up there for me. <laughs> like I said, you everybody's got everybody's got like we've disagreed on a couple episodes so far. I think True. we had uh, some early episodes that like there was like I think back to back like I loved that you were a little meh, and think the flip uh, the flip side of that where I was a little meh, and you were very high on it. I think that was like I think that was a uh, melon bonding stock tip. Mm, I think I, th- I think you're right. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, I think it was the stock tip. Well, I don't think you were so low on the stock tip. I don't think you were low on the stock tip. I think I was just like, oh, I think it was just lukewarm. Anyway, that's irrelevant. That's that's that is this podcast. That's another episode. Go listen to that. Tell us tell us how wrong we are. Tell us, t- but yeah, go go listen to that episode and then get back to us and tell us how wrong we are. Right. Uh, to do that, you'd have to follow us on Twitter. Which uh, you can find us at this underscore is the show. Find uh, me and one of the uh, I will be uh, under the followers rabbit underscore is wise. Uh, that's just the easiest way to find me there because there's only like seven followers, and I'm the guy with the profile picture with uh, Gumby drunk in Vegas. Because why wouldn't that be my Twitter profile picture? Um, yeah, that's 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 me and the uh, Twitter social for us uh, uh, you, they, hopefully you're listening to this on Google or Spotify Spotify say, where, which where, is where one of the places that you can find this uh, podcast uh, Spotify Podbean and Google someone should be getting us up on iTunes like sometime in the near future but that's okay it's under construction uh, under construction that's always a good thing to hear uh, as a person who came from an area perpetually under construction like I get it it happens, man. Uh, 
Like, I could not believe they were expanding the highway again. Waiting on tax dollars. But it's ridiculous. Anywho, that's a different podcast. We should do a different podcast about how awful the roads are in Texas. Oh, we could do a lot. We'd be very, very popular. But you have some social medias you want to pimp? Uh, well, you can also find me. I am, I am also a follower on uh, said Twitter account. But if, if, if you just want to make it easy... On uh, Twitter, I am at CJWard989. Uh, that's also the case for Instagram and I believe Facebook. I, th- I think that's all my socials is CJWard989. Uh, if you are listening listening to this and you are like, man, Seinfeld was awesome. Seinfeld came out in the 90s and the 90s was awesome. And I fucking love everything about that point in, or that, that period in time. The 90s was dope. You are in the right place. Like, like you're already in the right place because you're listening to this podcast, but you're even more in the right place because I talk about how much I love the 90s all the goddamn time while I play. Hey, 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 CJ. Sir? I'm, I don't mean to interrupt you. I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Because I know where you were going, and I was just going to ask you where we could, you know, come chill with you in the 90s. Yeah. You can come chill with me in the 90s. At Twitch slash chilled and roasted. Not and roasted, not uh, ampersand and roasted. It's uh, chilled, C H I double L E D. The letter N as in Nancy, and then roasted as in roasted beans of coffee. Mmm. Smells good. So those are all the places where you can find me, and here I'll be here for you guys with this guy talking about these other guys and girl. Cause like yeah, don't forget that girl, man. Cause she's she's my favorite. Can't forget her. I'll be mad. Nah, she's great. She's she's the best. All right, so, so should we uh, tie a bow on it? Tie a bow on it. Intro check. Episode check, yeah. socials check. Yeah. I think that does this it. This is the show. Um, it's a- We're the Seinfeld podcasters. And uh, we ain't changing it. <laughs>